How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Did you see the Astros are bringing back the broadcast team in 2023? Oh, they are? Yeah, they are. They, no, I missed it. That I was, was starting to worry. Yeah, that was, um, that was something that surfaced a couple weeks ago. It might have been Michael Schwab who had tweeted that out. Our friend Michael Schwab, who who does a good job covering the Astros here in town, um, Todd Callis, Jeff Blum, and Julia Morales had finished up their contracts with this past postseason, yeah. so they were they're out there twisting contract. in the wind. Everybody was wondering if they're going to go the way of James Click. Do you um do you feel like if they had changed out announced teams that there would have been backlash for doing that? I would have boycotted the team. I would have uh, demanded my deposit from the Astropolis back as well. It would have uh, it would have been a nightmare for the Astros. I would have been out there picketing, and uh, yeah. I know I you would have felt that. that way, but do you think fans feel that? Like, because I, I feel like uh, they're the voices of a lot of these great memories for Astro fans. Ultimately, they ultimately the fans would have moved on, obviously. Yeah. But it would be a shame. That, that's a hard thing, probably. Like for how do you put a price tag on that to keep? those voices in that part of the experience similar but i mean that's for a lot of people that's that's half half the evenings or afternoons of the year yeah they're listening to those guys and watching those guys that's a that's a presence in your household it's a hundred it's not 162 games because you got national broadcast and they they take vacation during the season which is always weird to me third yeah yeah i mean it's 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 a lot of games and it's uh and it's a it's a golden age to steal a Seth Payne phrase. It's a golden age of Astros baseball. Um, so I'm, yeah, I'm happy they're back, and I think they do a really good job. I think Callis and Blum and Julia are. I think they're really, really good. So I'm glad they're back. They, they announced it yesterday. Contracts? I don't know. They didn't say how long the contracts were for. Um, they but I do say a just, contract. Jim Crane should do a ten year contract and then get up in the presser and say, "You guys said I wouldn't do it." <laughs> and we well, gave them, you go. And we gave them all physicals, and they passed. And all of a sudden, three years from now, Callis sprains a larynx, mm-hmm. and uh, they're like, "Oh crap! That's why you don't do ten-year deals." He's <laughs> got right. a, he's got a larynx. That's right. That's right. Um, the uh, the um, text page, trailer wheel and frame text page. We'll get to Jeff Saturday and Kayvon Thibodeau in the next segment. We need a little more leeway for that one. Uh, trailer wheel and frame text page. Trailer wheel and frame. 
9330. This this goes back to our draft conversation. We talked pretty heavy draft in the 7 o'clock hour. Um, and the quarterback, brace yourselves, quarterback's going to be a big topic, whether the Texans pick first or second, a big topic for the next few months. 9330, Seth. Uh-oh. Derek Carr is the better solution. Use the picks to build around him. Stop complicating things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. I know about, yeah. Oh, sorry. Derek Carr is the solution. Doesn't complicate things one bit. <laughs> Derek Carr, I, he's so emo. I mean, if you want a complication in your life, let's bring in a Derek Carr uh, who, I mean, let, let's, let's remind you. You always have to ask yourself, if a guy is being run out of one place, exactly why is that? It's not like Derek Carr is forcing his way out of Oakland. He was benched because they want to run a vertical offense out there, and Derek Carr just flat out is – he has to have verticality just coaxed into him He's every morning. He's a dinker by, and a dunker. A shaman. Dinky yeah. dunky, yeah. So I don't see how Derek Carr, when you have, when you have a number one overall pick, um, and if you do like Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud, yeah. the complicating things is not using that pick on the quarterback. Right, so, right. Yeah, I mean, unless you're unless unless Casario really doesn't like either of those guys or think they're his types of guys, then then so be it. But I don't think Derek Carr is a solution either. I can listen to it. I can listen to an argument if I thought the roster was going to be fortified enough to where Derek Carr. The the problem yeah. is Derek. Carr, the problem is the is if the roster is good, Derek Carr wins you out of a range where you feel good about drafting a you feel great about drafting a quarterback the next year probably. Yeah, Derek Carr ideally would go to a place like the Jets yeah. where they actually have some really good pieces in place and for now the best they could get is somebody to tip them over the edge while they continue to try to find a younger guy um it makes a lot more sense and there are a few places like that where I think Derek Carr ends up landing Garoppolo is going to be an interesting one because he's still absurdly injury prone yeah so I don't even know even talking about him as a bridge quarterback I don't like how yeah I mean you can't trust him to bridge your guy unless if you don't feel confident that your young quarterback is going to start, should start in a given year, then why on earth would you roll Garoppolo out there? Because right. that kid's going to start at some point. He gets injured all the time. Um, so stop complicating things was this texter's exclamation on his pining for Derek Carr. Tell me, it's all complicated, man. It's yeah, all complicated. It's all complicated. Here was Derek Carr a few weeks ago before the Raiders started losing football games at the end of the year. You know, I'm sorry. Derek, um, you know, sorry. to finish that, sorry for being emotional. I'm just pissed off about some of the things, you know, that a lot of us try and do just to practice what we put our bodies through just to sleep at night. And for that to be the result of all that effort pisses me off. <laughs> oh no, that guy won't complicate anything. <laughs> that, was, that was. Do you think that was actually scripted? I don't know. It was a pretty good acting job. I mean, he was, he was really on the verge of almost, tears. I, I hadn't listened to it in a while, and at the time, I thought, man, this. this I, I'm not. I'm not sure I'm buying this. And like to listen to it again, it sounds like it had been scripted and rehearsed in front of a mirror. And and I'll and I'll say another thing. Like you want to talk about not complicating things? That dude right there in that press conference just. Could have opened up an investigation into <laughs> pharmaceutical use by his teammates. 
You know, like, what the hell are you doing, Derek Carr? <laughs> he, bas- he basically painted out a picture like he was Nick Nolte in North Dallas 40. Right. And like, some of the things we do tonight. Just, some of the- just last night I popped seven right. benzos and smoked three bongs to try to get some sleep. What some the of the hell we put our bodies doing? through just to sleep at night. Some of the, some of the illegal, <laughs> illicit drugs we use. Some of the surgeries we've had in the basements of places here in Vegas. <laughs> well, we put our bodies through just to a, sleep at night. Not allowed by the FDA. <laughs> I got, I got three, I got three Vietnam vets on on speed dial who get their prescriptions <laughs> dialed into me every day, every night. I can't, I can't be doing this anymore. I just, uh. I know that guy won't complicate anything at all. By the way, Derek Carr's played in one playoff game in his career. And as a Let's loss, not complicate this, Sean. It was a loss to the Bengals where he had a passer rating of 69. Nice. Let's not, com- let's not complicate this with sexual innuendo, Sean, and <laughs> hints of promises of red wine, Ambien, and 69 passer ratings. Okay? This is, uh, this is about Derek Carr. I'm sorry, a, Seth. I'm just dream pissed deliverer. off. I'm just he's, a, he's a dream delivery man. Yeah, That's I what guess. they call him there in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, it's a dream delivery man. All right. You never – yeah, dude, plus, let's be honest. Those guys are having a hard time sleeping because they're, they're in Las Vegas. Yeah. You're a young man out in Las – Vegas is going to have the same issues that New Orleans did forever, which is like uh, – it's a tough place to concentrate when you're 23, young, dumb, and full of virility. Virility it's, and uh, vinegar and yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a hard place to just buckle down and focus. It is. That's why Green, Green Bay is where you want to go, young man. Yeah. Find yourself a – Find yourself a hefty bar maiden and, uh, you know, settle down with her. Yep. Uh, you, the three bongs comment is getting a lot of run on the text page. <laughs> All right. Um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a Thursday. Um, Jeff Saturday, the coach of the team the Texans play this weekend, he was pissed off at Kayvon Thibodeau for doing <laughs> Snow Angels. I next. so pissed off. If I told you, if I could tell you, how many illegal prescriptions, guys, in that very locker room right there that you're about to talk to right. are taken yeah. right now? Can you imagine one of his teammates walks in, like this guy, for example. Tell him, come here, Devontae. I could, <laughs> I could give you the name of a doctor whose license should be revoked right. if I were to tell you what I'm doing at night to try to, to, try to get some sleep. <laughs> Just to sleep at night. <laughs> Just Saturday. Can Just... I tell you what's available on the Internet these days? <laughs> I feel like the fact that Seth's a former player gives me license to laugh at all the David Carr stuff. If it was just two two schmoes laughing at it, they'd be like, oh, yeah, dude, these guys are in a lot of pain. Um, Those those customs customs dogs ain't sniffing for Ambien. (laughs) You can get a gross lickety split. Jeff Saturday fired (laughs) off at Kayvon Thibodeau. Kayvon Thibodeau, snow angel maker next to fallen quarterbacks, has fired back. It's pretty good. We'll get to it next. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 
Destination. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Jeff Saturday is the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and he is, uh, he is so bad, he is jeopardizing the Texans' chances of getting the number one overall pick. Um, they've been really bad under Saturday's interim tutelage there in Indianapolis. Um, but Saturday has been entertaining over the last few days because in the game against the Giants, a game in which the Colts were routed 38-10 to on Sunday, Kayvon Thibodeau, fifth overall pick in this past draft, rookie edge rusher for the Giants, sacked Colts quarterback Nick Foles pretty violently but legally. And Foles was writhing in pain on the ground in the fetal position. Kayvon Thibodeau, still on the ground after the sack, rolled over and started doing snow angels on the ground, which the optics of it were not great um, because he's doing snow angels next to a human being who, you know, maybe may have just had his spleen pulverized or something like that. Um, now, the part where Kayvon Thibodeau got up, went to the sidelines, and at some point while they were still attending to Nick Foles, did the Go to sleep motion with his hands next to his cheek. Yeah, yeah. There were reports of that. That's not great. Well, there weren't, there weren't reports of it. There was video. Of was it. there video? It was of like, it? Okay, it was I didn't on see. The, it was on the broadcast like, immediately afterwards. Yeah, he okay. was on the sideline doing the go to sleep motion. Yeah. So uh, I've I've learned through this just watching this a little bit. I can see why people didn't like Kayvon Thibodeau. Okay. In the uh, yeah, he's just he's a BSer, man. Yeah. Like he's just he's he's. Full of crap. Like uh, I wish he would own it. I wish he would own it like Deacon Jones. But uh, yeah, you'll you'll hear how full of crap he is. Let's reset Saturday first. This was Jeff yeah. Saturday on Monday, following the game, asked about the incident on the field with Thibodeau and Foles. Came on Thibodeau's celebration, doing the snow angels on the field. I was just curious how you felt about that, and um, just as a as a coach and a former lineman, do you, do you wish your own lineman had maybe done a little bit more in that moment to either? protect Nick or get him off or just what are your thoughts of that whole situation? Yeah. Tasteless uh, from the, from the celebration afterwards, just, you know, trash, not a fan of it at all. Um, and uh, yeah, disappointed uh, from, from, from the O-line perspective or, and for teammates in general, we protect our own man. We, 
Um, I mean, y'all know me, man. I've, I've been here a long time, so you know, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to tread lightly. I, obviously, I didn't like it at all, and that's where I'll leave it. Okay, so Kayvon Thibodeau met with the media yesterday. It looked like a locker room, you know, open locker room kind of scrum yesterday from the video that I saw. We got a couple cuts from it here because he was asked about Saturday. Seth, it sounded like when you and I talked about this before the show, you knew the question that sort of set up this first bit of audio. Am I wrong well, about the first, that? Well, yeah, they had asked um, – somebody asked about, you know, the, the Colts coach saying what he said, and uh, Thibodeau blew it off a little bit, and then somebody asked more, like, about the, you know, celebrating. Somebody extended that on, but Thibodeau – Thibodeau, when you listen to this, he seems to be launching into media-driven narratives yeah. about what what is acceptable and what is not, which is interesting given that he's responding to something that the coach of the Colts said. I just want to say, who's the gatekeeper of when to do something? So once we figure out who the gatekeeper is, then we can write the rules and then we can establish you know, the narratives and things like that. But until, you know, you guys actually are in the sport and do it and be in that moment, you can't create a narrative on it, you know? Well, we're not creating a narrative on it. The guy, the other team's coach had a problem with it. He's the guy who played the game. The other team's I don't, I don't know who he is. No, I just don't know who, like, anybody who comments on it, unless I know who they are, doesn't really affect me. That's it. Okay, so that's cut number one. We'll get to the second one in a second. So that was the part where it turned into like, okay, dude, like just own it. Uh, it like it's just just own it. Yeah. it. Like who are the gatekeepers? Narratives. Who are, who's there, who's who's out there saying that it's inappropriate to be doing snow angels while you're actually physically rubbing up against the quarterback who's writhing in pain? Like he was he was literally. If you haven't seen the video, he's doing snow angels and his hand is hitting Nick Foles. As Foles is writhing in pain, it's one of the more surreal things I've ever seen. Yeah. It was really, really weird. Dude, the gatekeeper is anybody who's not dead. Like, can look at that and be like, all right, that's kind of messed up, dude. Like, he's like, he's writhing in pain in your, in your, in your snow angeling on the ground. And then to try to act like, well, until you play the game, you don't know. <laughs> They're like, oh, actually, the guy who said it is a guy that's actually uh, way more established as an NFL player than you. Saturday, are. yeah. Yeah, like, you know, like he's, he's actually, he actually did it for a long, long time, yep. which you might disagree with him, but like, let's not act like, Let's not act like only guys who know the who played the game could know that doing snow angels while you're actually rubbing up against the guy writhing in pain is uh, <laughs> is is frowned upon. Here's yeah. here's one more from Kayvon Thibodeau on being a savage. When you play a game, you're high emotion, you're high adrenaline. Like no one, you see smooth, right? Smooth comes in to make a hit and he stops because of the game and and the the, the penalties and the flags and all of this. So what am I supposed to do now? Like. Every time I sack a quarterback, stop and look and make sure that he help him up. And, you know what I'm saying? Like, not to say that you don't play the game for anybody to get injured, but I play defense. I'm, they brought me here to be a savage and to take over the game and to impact the game, right? We, we preach, you know, impacting the game is affecting the quarterback, and that's what I'm here to do. All right. Now, now again, this is where I – Kayvon Thibodeau, you're a smart guy, okay? I've, I read a lot of articles about you last year and how you were class president in high school and very smart, good test scores, all these things. Because I was interested to see if the Texans would take you. I'm getting an inkling now as to why they didn't. Um, nobody's talking about you hitting the quarterback late, hitting the quarterback low. 
having to ease up because there's penalties now for hitting the quarterback the wrong way. We empathize with all that, but nobody is bringing that up. They're bringing up the fact that you were doing snow angels on the field while <laughs> tapping him with your hand and doing the go to sleep thing on yeah, the sideline. Yeah, that's the part. That's the part where like and that's where like this is easy enough. Like you could say it's really it's really that easy. You say, "Yeah, I got carried away." You know, I just wish it hadn't worked out that way. I should have been made maybe paying more attention. I'm like, it's hard to explain, but it, sometimes you do like, yeah, he might've known that he was injured, but he kept on doing it and it's messed up. But like sometimes in the moment you do messed up stuff, it's not a crime. I don't think you should be arrested or suspended for it or anything, but you should just say like, yeah, it's messed up. I wouldn't do that in the, in the, in the future. I'll, I'll text Nick Foles or something and blah, blah, blah. Um, but now, as far as this affects the Texans, Jeff Saturday, Jeff Saturday hinted a little bit of frontier justice, didn't he? When he talked about how back in his day, offensive linemen would have taken care of it. I wonder if uh, I wonder if the Colts' offensive linemen in a meaningless game at the end of the season are going to be a little amped up uh, this week versus the Texans to go out there and uh, and and perceive any little <laughs> any little slight is uh, is something that like oh we got to back up our quarterback. We got we to, gotta, did you see what he did to our quarterback? He yeah. gave him a dirty look. Let's go fight him. They're all picturing Kayvon Thibodeau's face on every yeah. single Texans defender. They're going to water. I hope that's what, I hope it works. Dude, I do too. <laughs> Any little bit of inspiration that, uh, that they can get. Um, Thibodeau's had a good year though. Like, and that's the thing, like, I, I don't know. He's had a good year. The, the sacks, the counting uh, stats and everything aren't as great, but he's been pretty solid. Um, and he's gotten close to the quarterback a lot. He's had a lot of pressures. But I think that uh, ultimately he's just going to be one of those guys who's probably a really good NFL player, but you, his personality annoys you, and that's just the way it's going to be. Um, the, uh, yeah, he's been good lately. He had that strip sack fumble in the, in the commander's game, in the win over the commanders. Yeah. Like he strip sack fumble touchdown all in the same play. So he's been right, showing and that's up. What I, that, but what I'm saying is he's been good all year. Yeah. It's just he, hadn't, he just hadn't kind of – consummated it with some of the big big plays on national television until the last couple of weeks but yep. he's got he's got like he's been steadily pressuring the quarterback all year yep yep and it'll turn into sacks in the future probably um does he remind you of Clowney at all a little bit like if I don't think Clowney would have been as callous as he was but like I think a Clowney calling Bortles trash like Kayvon Thibodeau like he feels outspoken uh, no to me. he feels he feels more like Russell Wilson. I think he's got a phony side to him. Okay. Where Clowney is like, Clowney is a pretty genuine dude. Like, I don't think Clowney, honestly, would have uh, put all that much thought into doing the Snow Angel. And that was the other weird thing about the Snow Angel was that it was extended. That's where it felt yeah. like he knew what he was doing. It almost, it almost looked like he looked to his right a little bit and saw Foles. Mm. But he kept doing it way longer than, uh, frankly, it takes to fashion a Snow Angel. Yeah. Uh, three or four. Three or four max, bro. You know, then they can they can run the little loop for your little TikTok videos or whatever you're going to do. I got to watch that again. I got to go back and watch that. All right, um, Payne and Pendergast with you on a uh, on a Thursday seven one three five seven two four six ten. One of our listeners says, "I see where they get the Kyrie Irving kind of guy with that sound bite about the gatekeeper." It feel, yeah, he's feeling like a little bit of a superior. Like, well, this is this is what they try to do. They try to create a narrative, and and it's and it's a nice little narrative to have for yourself. Whenever you can dismiss anything else as a narrative, it's an awesome narrative to have for yourself mm-hmm. um, because it makes you feel very superior about things. But then when somebody upends it with like, "Well, no, this guy actually played the game," then you have to turn it into immediately. Like, his, his whole thing was, well, 
Unless you played the game, I don't care. Um, oh, well, this guy played the game. Well, no, the thing is, uh, unless, uh, unless I know who the person who played the game is, then it doesn't matter. If you find him annoying, prepare to be annoyed for a long, long time because he plays for the Giants. He's in New oh, York, yeah. right? If Odell Beckham were doing his Odell things in Minnesota or something like that, nobody's paying attention, but he's doing them in New York. Kyrie's doing his thing in New York. Kayvon Thibodeau's doing his thing in New York. All right. Um, hey, the GOAT, Andre Johnson. Uh, he is a Hall of Fame finalist again. We'll take a look at some of the names on here. We'll try to kind of eyeball, handicap this thing. Does Andre Johnson get into the Hall of Fame this time around? We'll know within the next month or so if that's the case. But he is one of 15 finalists. We'll take a look at the list next. This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball. And baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does, <laughs> 9 over 8. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Seth, your former teammate Andre Johnson is a Hall of Fame finalist. Again, he's one of 15 finalists for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, which will be decided in uh, Super Bowl during Super Bowl week. That's when the, the John McClains of the world get together on Zoom. They used to do it in person. Now they do it on Zoom. And uh, they'll decide who, uh, who, which five of these fifteen wind up getting into uh, into Canton this yeah. summer. Uh, frankly, I don't think uh, not a single one of these bums deserves to get in before Andre Johnson. I agree with you so, wholeheartedly. Yeah, I'll say, uh, Jared Allen, bad versus the run. Willie Anderson. Um, loser. No, <laughs> these guys are all really good. I was, I was hoping I was you. Go through I wanted you to go through the whole list and tell me why they're not Hall of Famers. I was gonna. I was gonna like jokingly go through it, but I got to Willie Anderson. I was like, actually, I really liked Willie Anderson. Like he and he's a guy that was un, under because he played for bad teams. It wasn't really until I think his last year or two that the Bengals were competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, like Willie Anderson's a guy that's probably he's been underrated for a long time. He was a really, really good player, and I played against him a bunch of times. So uh, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> but the the guys the guys that are the biggest threat right now to Andre of these fifteen guys. Yep. Um, Darrell Revis is like Darrell Revis and Joe Thomas are the guys that jump off the page at you. This is their uh, first time on the ballot too. Yeah. They've long been yeah. sort of penciled in for this class since they retired. Yeah. I mean those guys and it's you know, if we talk about being on losing teams, I mean Joe Joe Thomas is the, the poster boy for that. Uh, yeah. but he was really, really good for a long, long time um, for the Browns and it's uh it, I don't think it, the team's success doesn't matter at all with a guy like Joe Thomas. These are all great players, obviously. Um, I think Andre's got a decent chance to get in this year. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm a homer. Um, th- there's two other wide receivers that made the cut to 15. Torrey Holt and Reggie Wayne. And both great players, no question. Both put up big numbers, absolutely. Andre Johnson was an all-pro, first or second team, more than both of those guys. He, he has... Bigger stats than both of those guys. Both of those guys, too, 
were on teams with Hall of Fame quarterbacks, Hall of Fame running backs, Hall of Fame second receivers. There was plenty of attention, and I guess I suppose you could argue that, oh, okay, well, if, if Torrey Holt or Reggie Wayne were on a team where they were the primary, not the secondary receiver, because Isaac Bruce and Marvin Harrison were the two guys that played with Holt and Wayne, they're both already in the Hall of Fame. Hey, maybe they would have put up bigger numbers. Maybe the fact that Andre was the prime target was the reason why he was able to put up such good numbers. I suppose that's an argument. I would submit that Andre was just such a physical specimen. If you put Andre Johnson with Peyton Manning, he might be Jerry Rice. Like he's he's he like you look at Andre Johnson, put the stats aside, put the accolades aside, all those things, who their quarterback was. Watch the film on these guys. Watch the film on Torrey Holt, Reggie Wayne, and Andre Johnson and go, who's the biggest beast out of these three guys? Andre was a yeah. beast. He was a beast. So I hope he gets in. I'm surprised. He was, um, and that's where I think, too, a lot of, I wish you could go back and, like, find all the interviews of various defensive backs interviewed at the time about who the best wide receiver was or anything. Like, if you could do a, a composite of, okay, NFL Films interviewed these defensive backs and asked, uh, asked the question, who's the scariest guy, who's the hardest guy, who's the guy that you're most nervous about, all that. Like, Andre was the answer a lot, like, including while Calvin Johnson was active. A lot for a long time, Andre. I think was the the majority opinion in a lot of those. This is where and people are going to laugh at this because I'm a junkie for this thing, and I know that it's just a bunch of players, none of whom we know who they are, but a bunch of players sending in votes every year. But the NFL Top 100, this is where having the NFL Top 100 sometime before 2012 or whenever it started would have been a fun thing to have because you you know let's say they started it. In 2000, so you would have had been doing the NFL's top 100 players, voted on by players, featured on the NFL Network with vignettes galore of quotes exactly what you're talking about, Seth. It would have been fun to have that throughout the course of Andre's career. I think by the time they had it, Andre Johnson was at the tail end of his career. They started in like 12 or 13 or something like that. So, I wonder, um, wait, did you say five or six get in? Five. Five. That's Five I modern. I was, I was, yeah. Well, I was just looking at an article from um, Adam Rank, who's a writer at NFL.com, from mm-hmm. this summer, and uh, I, was, I was just confused a little bit about his uh, the way he put this. But he had he had put the near locks as Joe Thomas and Darrell Revis, yep. which I I agree with. Uh, with rounding out the class, oh, I see what he did. Okay, um, rounding out the class, he has Tory Holt, Andre Johnson, and Demarcus Ware. Andre Johnson, leave, uh, yeah. Andre Johnson, Torrey Holt, and Demarcus Ware. You said, yeah, okay, yeah. Which I think, um, I think that's you know that kind of does a lot for the wide receiver logjam that has kind of been hanging around for a while here. That would leave Steve Smith Senior out. He's a very he's a very debatable one right there. Steve Smith Senior is that guy, a guy that's right on the cusp. Devin Hester is another one that. It's a, it's a, it's a damn specialist. Yep. Like, what do you do with the specialist? Yeah. I don't think in this year, I, I, I think it would be downright unconscionable for Devin Hester to make it in over any of those guys that I just mentioned. I think he, um, he's going to, yeah, he's going to have to wait for a year where there's no no brainer first time guys like Thomas and Revis in this thing. So that's interesting. So Adam Rank says Revis and Thomas near locks. I think they're lock locks, but near locks. Yeah. Holt Johnson and Ware. I think Demarcus Ware of those three. Like, if Revis and Thomas are on another level. I think if I had to power rank them, I think DeMarcus Ware is next. And then I think Andre Johnson is in that tier right below those three guys. McLean said, McLean said that he, he's been saying this since the class that they announced last year. 
McLean was shocked that DeMarcus Ware didn't get in last year. And John's privy to all the presentations and everything like that because he's one of the voters. He's going to be presenting Andre again this year. Andre came close last year. He did make the finalist. I would expect him to be a finalist again. He's a finalist already. Andre made it to the final 10. So this is the 15. He made it to the final 10. Um, There's some interesting ones on here. You know, Zach Thomas has a criminally underrated resume. Zach Thomas was an all-pro and a pro bowler way more times than, than people maybe remember. Maybe it's because he played for a bunch of mediocre Dolphins teams, kind of off the grid. Doesn't look like a Hall of Famer necessarily. He's an, yeah. you know, kind of an undersized, plucky linebacker. He was a five-time first-team All-Pro. And a two five t- times? Five-time first-team All-Pro, two-time second-team All-Pro, seven-time Pro Bowler. All-decade team in the 2000s, which for a lot of guys is a rubber stamp when you make the all-decade team for the decade that you played in. So, is this, well, how long has he been eligible? Uh, he retired in 2009. Feels like forever ago, yeah. So, And then how long are you eligible after that? I don't know. There's a couple. I know there's one on this list who's in his last go-round. Uh, yeah. Not on this semifinal. Not on this finalist list, but some of the guys who were speculated. I think it might have been Henry Ellard is on his last it, I, I'm not sure. I'll ask McLean. Like, how many years do you get before you're you're off the ballot altogether? I'm not because the ballot has like 150 guys on it to start with, and they narrow it down to to these 50. I'll just give the full list since you and I have just been chopping it up. A few of them. If you haven't heard the list yet, Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber of those Tampa Bay Super Bowl teams, twin brother to Tiki Barber, Dwight Freeney, who Texan fans are very familiar with. Seth mentioned Devin Hester. We've mentioned Tory Holt and Andre Johnson, Albert Lewis. Older player, you know, a little further back than the rest of these guys, but a cornerback from the Chiefs. Um, Darrell Rivas, Joe Thomas, I think they're getting in. Zach Thomas, who we just mentioned, DeMarcus Ware, Reggie Wayne. The last two, Patrick Willis, Darren Woodson. Those are interesting ones. Patrick Willis kind of hung it up earlier than people thought. But yeah. When he played, he was a great player. Well, Willis was awesome, and then he's a, but he's in a little bit of that same boat that Tony Baselli was. Like, did he – did he play long enough to kind of put the stamp of authenticity on his Hall of Fame resume? And that's a shame, too, because he the reason he left football was because he thought he had a rock-solid investment-slash-job set up, and it turned out to be Oh, I don't, I don't know that story. Oh, yeah, it was, uh, it was bad. Like, cause there, oh, it was boy. some Silicon Valley type of deal, and he just felt really confident about it and it ended up being I I don't know if it was fraudulent or he he basically the way I remember it is he just he kind of got he kind of got screwed (laughs) well yeah as far as his resume goes he played eight seasons for the 49ers he was he was a five-time first team all pro and a second team all pro one time in in eight years he made the Pro Bowl each of his first seven seasons in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, and he was the All-Decades team. He was on the All-Decade team for the 2010s. Um, that's a Hall of Fame resume, man. He got some business now that's going well, though. So he didn't, it's not like he lost everything, but it was just a shame because it was, um, it turned out not to be exactly like, I, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the awesome scenario that he thought he was leaving football I hate for. hearing that. I, I yeah. hate stories well, like that. But it's not like a huge – I don't think it, like, broke him or anything. Right. So it's not It's not like, uh, you know, he's down like he's down living in the gutter or anything now. But it's just – it's unfortunate that it was – like, it's just, it wasn't – it wasn't going to replace playing in the NFL. You yeah. know, it was uh, – it, 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 
But he also might have just been done with it in general. Maybe. The good news is, I'm looking at his wiki page, he holds a degree in criminal justice and envisions a future in law enforcement. So my hope is that he took whoever the guys were that built him out of money or promised him some sort of gig, and if it was illegal, he's got those suckers behind bars right now. (laughs) That's right. That's my hope. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. No, but he's got another business now that's not. Anyway, so he's He's, He's doing fine. He's doing fine. Okay, okay, good. Good, good, good. Usually you hear like a guy got built or something, and it's like, oh, well, wow, he's destitute or something. Like it just wasn't, it just wasn't what uh, it wasn't what he necessarily thought it was. You bring up Steve Smith Jr., Steve Smith, the wide receiver. Um, there's some texts on here. Trailer wheel and frame text page. It's funny. These are back to back texts. Okay, how did Steve Smith eight eight zero three? How did Steve Smith not make the cut to fifteen? Four All Pro teams, same as Andre. Okay, one of them was as a returner. I'm just going to point that out. Number seven all-time in receiving yards. How is his entry debatable? Follow-up text from 8209. Steve Smith, I mean, he was pretty good, but come on. <laughs> I love Hall of Fame <laughs> That is, it's, uh, it's going to be like the Eli Manning. Eli Manning, Steve Smith Sr., same guy, basically. Uh, temperament and everything. <laughs> Let's let the two of them fight it out in a cage. Eli Manning and to- Steve Smith. If you're going to get in a bar fight and you only got one guy, who are you bringing, Steve Smith Sr. or Eli Manning? I feel like Eli might be able to charm his way out of a fight. That's a good point, yeah. Eli <laughs> <laughs> Might be Eli. We might have a lower the right word? We, I feel like you'd... <laughs> we might have a much lower chance of getting our asses kicked with Eli Manning with us. Steve Smith would definitely exacerbate the situation, for oh, sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No, 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 no. no if you, the question should be... If you're about to get in a bar fight with uh, that that Steve Smith Senior started, who do you want with you, Steve right. Smith Senior or Eli Manning? I'm just issuing a warning shot to everybody when it comes to this Hall of Fame stuff. Twenty, let me see, twenty, twenty-one, twenty-two, twenty-three, twenty. Twenty-twenty-five is the year where we prepare to be super annoyed because that is the first year that Eli Manning is eligible for the Hall of Fame. I'm telling you right now, I'm still doing radio at that time and. God willing, I will be. I'm still walking this earth. I am preparing to be extremely agitated by Eli Manning Hall of Fame arguments. He's not a I Hall of you. Famer. I'll, you know what? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to dial in on the one game uh, that he had a 0.0 passer rating. Because he was on that list of quarterbacks who yep. have had a 0.0 passer rating. Yes. So Great quarterbacks was, uh, don't get a 0.0. Yeah. We were talking about that because Nathan Peterman – will start for the Bears this weekend. He never had a 0.0 pass rating. He had a, what was it, a 9.6, his first start with the Bills. It was really bad. Um, but the second-to-last active quarterback to have a 0.0 pass rating was Rex Grossman mm. with the Chicago Bears yeah. in 2006. So that was the... That was the, that was the moment that ruined Lovey Smith as a as a genuine like title possibility head coach. I think he went to the Super Bowl with Rex Grossman, thinking like I went to the Super Bowl with a guy that had a zero point zero passer rating in an NFL game. Uh, we're gonna be we're just fine. Quarterbacks are overrated. Yeah. Oh man. Um. All right, Payne and Pendergast with you on a Thursday. Um. So we have a uh, we have a wagering arm of our company, the BetQL Network. You guys have heard us talking about their podcast and so forth. The Texans and the Colts play this weekend. If you're looking to handicap the game, if you want to bet on this game, do not use the philosophy that one of the Odyssey betting experts used on their show yesterday. We have this verbal warning label, a very energetic one, next. 
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven! Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.